gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. Marking out. Marking out. Don't you love a good Jericho matchup? Uh, oh, man. <laughs> and who knew there were multiple ones? I didn't know there were so many. I I, I marked out when I heard this one because I knew that there was at least a couple more. Yeah. <laughs> I initially heard MJF and I was like, why is this so sped up? And, and then he came in here and said, oh, shit, it's a mashup. I thought my TV was bugging out on me. <laughs> Ah, who doesn't love a good mashup? Jericho, MJF. That shit was good. Ladies and gentlemen, Sunday, January 24th, episode 92. Good God, we are old. We are old. Almost a century mark there. Jeez. We're getting there. We're getting there, man. Sons of Slam show. Welcome, everybody. Sons of Slam show on Twitter, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. My name is Chris Mindell, along with the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. How are you, sir? Uh, not bad, not bad. Yeah. Uh, I actually this reminded me of my fa- my personal favorite mashup of all time, which is um, "Party in the USA" and uh, Biggie. What was the Biggie song? This is it. Juicy? No, Hypnotize. Is it? Party. In the- it's Miley Cyrus and Biggie. They have a mashup. Okay. Forgot which Biggie song it is. Crucify me for it, but whatever. <laughs> it's amazing. Party in the USA with Biggie. It's partying. I'm I'm gonna find it right now. But other than that, it's been uh it's been a it's been a roller coaster. No, it, has, it, has. it has been. This week is yeah, this week's been insane. Um amongst other things, uh with the inauguration and uh just wrestling shenanigans. Please. It's party and bullshit in the USA. Party and bullshit in the USA. Yeah. I'm gonna have to get that. All right. Um yeah, let's, let's get into some stuff here. So I might have to download that. Um, <laughs> you should. <laughs> so Although it's only on YouTube. It's the only one I found. Okay. Party of bullshit. 
Uh, so the week that the, the 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 big thing, at least for me, which you brought to my attention, and and I I kind of heard it throughout the week, and then you said you kind of confirmed it yesterday, so I took a listen. Um, first of all, I don't really subscribe to Joe Rogan. Not that I just don't I, I don't want to listen. I just don't. It's not in my rotation of podcasts. Um, it is a also a long podcast. It is. Like, I thought we ran a long uh, podcast. You put it. You put it so very eloquently. What's that? Why does he always have Titanic long podcasts? <laughs> a Titanic movie long podcast. It's like I saw the the length of this. It was like a hundred and ninety something minutes or something like that. It's like wow. It's we're talking about not, well, not even. It was like like one sixty or something like that. It's like we were talking about like a two and a half hour podcast. I think it was two hours and forty minutes. So let's, so I'm like, all right, let's sit down and strap in and let's go. And uh, he went into a lot of detail about his career. Um, so basically, everything that was in uh, that you've known as far as Undertaker goes, Rogan kind of just went through uh, his his kind of career span, uh, starting from when he you know was trained and got screwed over with that, and the two grand that he spent on that to. Uh, Getting picked up um, on the road uh, in in the Indies, and then his encounter with McMahon, and him thinking that he was going to be uh, Eggman for Survivor Series, like coming popping out of that egg, um, and then the you know interview kind of went, and like halfway through, he, t- it, uh, he, he somehow came up with the uh, in the conversation came up about the product, the current product. And he made, you know, kind of talked about it a little bit. And then he went on to uh, MMA. And he's a huge MMA fan. And, and that only, that kind of lost me. I know you're into more into MMA than I am. Mm-hmm. But uh, as far as like the, the fighters that he, they were talking about and they were getting into it, and obviously Rogan being um, very influential in the UFC uh, scene, um, he, was, he was talking about wrestlers and grappling moves and all this other stuff. And then it came back to the, the point of the, the, the current WWE product. And Joe Rogan on his podcast, uh, the Joe Rogan Experience, um, he, Undertaker revealed that he has a hard time watching the product as a fan. That was the question. Was Rogan was like, "Are are you a fan of the current product?" Um, and he said it added. He added that it changed a lot, and it's too soft for his liking. He said, "Quote: It's kind of tough for me because the product changed so much, and it's kind of soft." And Rogan paused and said, "Oh, you're gonna get in trouble for this." And Undertaker said, "Y'all probably piss a lot of people off." But they need to hear it. There's too much pretty and not enough substance right now. And yeah, one of the big takeaways from that uh, sh- that podcast was uh, they w- they kept on going back on the quote, the the old quote: "Hard times make hard men, mm-hmm. hard men make soft times, soft times make uh, soft men, soft men make hard times, yeah, stuff like that." Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a whole thing. Yeah, so it, amongst that was that was the big takeaway from that interview. Other things that he talked about uh, was how, why he wore that mask, which was uh, his cool Undertaker mask for a little period there. Um, and then he said that he was working with uh, uh, some overweight, out of shape guy, and basically on a on a return from the ropes, the guy was going in trying to go in for a clothesline and basically clocked him in a socket. And the way he described his. Uh, his eye socket basically that it was the the under frame of it where hold your eye was gone and that he said that the, the shard when when they finally went in that the shard of bone was basically 
the, the nerve was laying on the shard of bone and that if he got mm-hmm. hit again, he would probably have lost his sight. Yeah. That's some crazy shit. <laughs> Wild. That, that is insane. It is so crazy. Insane shit. That's kind of like, you know, like the, the edge story where like if you wrestled again because the, the, the bone, the slip disc on your, on your nerve would cut cut off your nerve and you wouldn't be able to walk again. Like that's, yeah. that's crazy. Like how close some of these guys come to just being disabled or losing a part of their body for the rest of their life because of the sport. Um, so that's, he went into that talking about that and why he had to wear the mask because of, because of that situation. Uh, so he blew out his eye socket. Um, and yeah, so then it all came back to, uh, this week, uh, other superstars and not even just in WWE in all over. So Joey Janela said some stuff, Trent said some stuff, but there were two people that I, I took note of, uh, one was Drew McIntyre and one was Xavier Woods. Um, the reason why I say Xavier Woods because Undertaker also was talking about them playing video games in the back. Yep. It's not the same thing uh, as what used to be. Uh, so McIntyre reacted uh, and said, quote, I don't agree whatsoever, uh, especially from an in-ring perspective. I listened to part of it. I've got to listen to the whole thing. It's pretty new. But I think he may have been referring to the kind of storylines and characters, etc. Like the co-host that was on the show was like a fan from the Attitude Era, and I think... They were perhaps referring to some of the outlandish storylines. He's talking about Joe, uh, Joe Roman's uh, uh, co-host. Uh, back in the day, they were more sexual-based, more like risque 18+. Our product is PG. There's only so far we can push it, and we're willing to push it. There's certain things from back in the day that was awesome and certain things that were not awesome that I wouldn't want to go back to. Very true. So I'm not sure if it was more from like that perspective when it comes to the stories and not being as adult-based as it used to be, but I think you know we're walking a good line right now when it comes to the in-ring game that's just not true at all it's never been more physical unquote uh so that was uh drew mcintyre and then xavier woods uh talking about uh undertaker he said he said quote i wouldn't be the person i am without the guidance and lessons of a few key people from the previous generation of wrestling they taught me about the business to save my money and that having video games in the locker room is healthier than having it's redacted in this he said, redacted in that? Yeah. Thank you, guys. Basically having drugs is what he was talking about. Um, thoughts, concerns, feelings? Uh, Guy, question quick. Why was he so easily to turn a blind eye to all the drugs and all that stuff? But then he sees people playing video games, and it's like, I don't know. Hmm. Um, one of the things I do want to bring up is that he made a very good point as to why the product may be what it is right now and why people weren't, you know, so fond of it okay. over the past couple of years, let's say. Okay. Um, there wasn't enough merging of new talent with the old talent. Meaning Rock, Austin, DX, and Taker. They stayed in there the longest and we're working all together all the time. Mm-hmm. Between those four people, they they made up the main event scene of what 97, 90, 90 let's say 98 to 2010. Mm-hmm. And there were no new guys really getting that main event push. True. Cena would be ob- the obvious, you know, exception to that. Because those guys weren't really there. Rock was uh, the Rock was out. Like, exactly, Rock was out, but Austin but was out. Austin was out, and Sean was out for a little bit, but he came back. He came back. 
They did. Hunter was always there. Taker was always there, and they were all working each other all the time. That's but that's. I think it's a matter of him being in the right place at the right time. Yes, absolutely. But they all. Ju- he even said they all just aged out. Mm. And the problem with that is they were on top for so long, and nobody really came up. Or allowed to. It. It. They were. He said that they had to work a lot of young people with young people, so it didn't really. Yeah. It didn't really have that gumption, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, when I, I, I think I texted you guys and I said um, I agreed with what he said, and then I thought about it, and then I retracted that statement, um, and I agreed that his his time was and will be, will be the greatest era of wrestling. And I say his time because he's been around for since ninety thirty years. So his when I say his time, I'm talking about like ninety eight to like. Oh, yeah. one like I'm talking about attitude era. Yeah, um, that will be the great. It will be always the greatest era of wrestling of all time. Mm-hmm. With that being said, if you ever go back into the network and watch those Raws, those Smackdowns, they're shit. <laughs> yeah, they're shit. I mean, they're not good. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. Um, so when you get when you talk like exactly what you said is right as far as there was nobody that uh, they really would lift up to their level if it, and if they did it was temporary and like things like yeah. uh I, I can't even think of anything like the only thing i could think of during that time and this is even after that time uh, several years after that time i'm talking like like when jeff hardy won the championship uh, rvd rvd stuff, people like that when those, those people it, it was those people that weren't so main event but they could carry a good championship run mysterio I mean, like, exactly. And these, it's like, no, this is after their this time. This is so we're talking about 05, like 02 to, you know, 08, 09. That these guys, yeah, they, these guys were gone. Like, he, as he said, as Taker said, they faded out. And, um, you know, Stone Cold was injured. He was gone. Rock was doing his Hollywood thing. Triple H was in and out, and he was starting to do the corporate thing. And also his Hollywood thing. And, his, and somewhat of his Hollywood thing, yeah. Uh, Taker was really, of those guys, the only person. That stuck around, and even and Orton yeah. was actually part of that too. Orton was was part, of, but that's that's still late, the early two thousands. That's that's kind of like the back mm-hmm. end of Attitude. So, you know, as far as when he Orton, t- Orton and Cena is kind of like that merge of the two yes. eras. Yes, so they, 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 the the former and the new, and he they're still yeah they're still around. But yeah, you're right. They they, they kind of merge those two. If you think about the guys that were the main eventers like him and Kane and, and those guys. That was it. It was a rotation of, of five or six guys, maybe like one more that like, you know, if we thought about it, that were just in the in the, the, the hot seat all the time. And yeah, it, it was everybody talks about the WCW and, and when you know Bischoff had his his hands in and bringing NWO and that's all they, they focused on. And when you hear the, the horror stories from Jericho and you know, when Guerrero was still alive, as far as like just their being pushed down so far, Ray Mysterio talks about it also. That those guys were never there was a glass ceiling for those guys, and they were never going to be able to reach any higher. They talk about that in WCW, but was that the case in WWF? No, I mean, as far as those guys being having the the push that they they could possibly get that they didn't get in WCW. We're talking, yeah, we're talking about the the this the same thing kind of. It's it's like the. The only five or six guys that we can just see like as main event status, and everybody else was all mid carters for, you know, however long it was. Yeah, yeah, you're right. 
It was. Uh, I also do just want to point out quick that everybody, Taker, Tony Hinchcliffe, mm-hmm. the both of them were calling it the Goblet Gooker. So I don't want to hear no shit about me saying it incorrectly <laughs> because that is the way that the Undertaker saying it, uh, and that's what he thought he was going to be. So I don't want to hear no shit. Fair enough. Um, what are they going to say here? So the other thing, too, I was thinking about when he said that uh, and, and kind of going over it in my mind again was that if you watched NXT, like you're talking about the product now, and maybe he's just talking about the, the overall product and the average of overall with like Raw SmackDown included, NXT is the probably of all the four shows that are like the mainstream shows now, and I'm including uh, Dynamite. So Raw SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite. NXT is the greediest of the four, at least in my opinion. So you talk about like like gritty wrestling, like it's it's dark. Yeah. It's dark. There's like the the the, the promos are kind of you know very short. Um, uh, the argument could be: Are you talking about just from WWE? No, I, I, as I said, Dynamite. You said okay. No, I would say the arguments there for Dynamite to be to be the grittiest one. Oh, more so than NXT. Yeah. Okay. Just because like Dynamite has those, it has that shoot style type wrestling sometimes. Mm. You know what I mean? Plus, you got what what the, Kenny's doing with the Bullet Club and stuff like that. It is a little. The promos are a little more grittier. They curse. I mean, that's just that. That's this, it right there. This is very true. This is true. I think if. I think Triple H would have him do that in a heartbeat. If he, if he was allowed to, if he was absolutely. Allowed to, yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't a PG, it, 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 I mean, he's he's riding on PG. He's riding on like a PG thirteen line right there. Um, yeah. As opposed to Raw and SmackDown, I, I I understand what you're saying. Um, but all that to say is that if if he really watched, and, and maybe he was just talking about WWE product, if it, if you really watched like AEW, if he really watched NXT. And he got into it a little more. I think he would he would reconsider that. But this is this is kind of like the you know old, old man and lawn situation here. Like you know, get off. <laughs> it's our our time is the best time. Back in my day, we did it this way, and yeah, that was the best way. So it, it's it. There's a debate. You know, um, I, I I I tend to disagree now. Having thought about it, and I think it's a very good product. Uh, and I think overall, it's a good product. Um, not just the main events of the of the nights, which were insanely great. Uh, having especially oh, yeah. having like you know <laughs> get flashbacks of having Lawler and, and Ross that call those matches, but it would be the, the main event that you look forward to, and everything else in between kind of just was like okay, I can take it or leave it. Um, I, I yeah. So all that all that blabbering to say, I, I tend to disagree with uh, with take. Yeah, it was. Um... It you hear it at first, you're like, yeah, you know, you're right. What the fuck are these guys doing just playing video games? Right, right. <laughs> you look back at what they're doing, like back then, and you're like, all right, I'll take the video games. <laughs> right. I guess. Xavier <laughs> Woods like basically came out and said, like, listen, it's either I, I push these buttons and try to kill somebody in in virtual land here, yeah, or, or- inject my veins with heroin. <laughs> Like, what do you want me to do, bro? And, and get my nose burnt out because I have so much uh, cocaine up in there? Yeah, you know what? Uh, okay, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Um, yeah, it, it's it's good to hear both sides of a story. <laughs> it is good to hear. So uh, I, I don't expect to ever hear from uh, Undertaker as far as uh, a response to everybody else or rebuttal. But you no, know, it, it's everybody has their own opinion, and um, his his is that <laughs> it's and they all stink, now. and they all stink, <laughs> and they all stink. Um, speaking of that era, 
Uh, I just saw this really quickly here that uh, the Godfather said that his right to censor uh, stable that he was a part of was mm-hmm. the only time he ever hated wrestling. Hmm. Only hated wrestling. Interesting. Um, he said, I went from being a nice person back to that biker person, and then it just came to the point where they were saying, you need to leave. And then I remember telling Taker, I'm out of here. I can't do this shit anymore. Then somehow I got to, it got to Vince. So he dropped the straps on us, and I'm a businessman, so I'm not going to leave. And I was there even longer when it, longer with them than, than – I'm sorry. Even longer with them damn straps. But, yeah, I hated it. So Vince basically put the, uh, put the contract in his face. It wasn't fun anymore. And like I said, if it's not fun, then I'm out of here. That was the only time I hated wrestling. Well, not wrestling, but I hated what I was doing, unquote. Wow. And then uh, it says it goes on to say the right to censor went away after WrestleMania 17. And that was the end of the stable. Um, yeah. Damn. That ain't good. Well, it shit happens, though. It shit happens. Yeah, you can do what you got to do. It's like, yeah, okay, you can leave, but you're under contract for such and such a time. Yeah. Uh, I guess you're going to pull that shit back then because now I guess you can just up and leave if you want <laughs> and just not get paid and not care. Um. Yeah, back in the day, it was, it was definitely different. Uh, let's see here. Well, I'm, look, I'm trying to find something else here. What, what, do you have anything? Um, There was a Talk is Jericho from this past week where they were talking about Chris Canyon. Canyon with a K. Mm, Chris Canyon, yes. Makes a difference. Yes. You will see why. Mm-hmm. You know who that is? That was uh, Mortis, wasn't it? Yes. Okay. He was uh, first like like '90s WCW at first. Yeah, he looks like he, looked and, like a, uh, he was like a. Uh, I, I equate him to um, Luchasaurus. He kind of had that same build. He was tall guy, lanky, but he, he uh, you know could, he can move. Acrobatic, yeah, yeah, he can move. Yeah, he was really one of the first people who was doing you know acrobatic type moves as a big man. As a big guy, yeah. Um, he had. I don't know if people know this. He had taken his life back in 2010 after a battle with uh, mul- several mental issues. Most notably, he was bipolar. Right. Uh, but when he was uh, on the episode, it was DDP, Hurricane, Helms, and this guy named Raphael from AEW. I forgot his last name. Okay. But uh, he, that guy Raphael, he was best friends with Canyon going back to grammar school. Okay. Grew up in Sunnyside, Queens, all that type of stuff. Mm. But when Canyon was on these, when he was good, when mentally, he would be one of the happiest go lucky guys around, no matter what. Mm. And uh, during one of those times, he was talking with Shane Helms, and he was like, uh, he had the idea to call his fan base the cult of Chris Canyon. Do you get it? Is there another the cult Chris? of Chris Canyon? So it would be called the C O C K. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. And uh, it was. I don't know. What's going to he wanted to be an acronym, he, okay, yeah, Obviously, okay. it was because he was gay. But he and it, it, that was around the time that he was uh, kind of coming to terms with maybe coming out to the public. If you didn't know, but by the way, <laughs> yes, he he came out, and it seemed like everything kind of spiraled. Since he, when he announced that he was gay. Yeah, good. Exactly, yes. It did kind of spiral after he announced he was gay. Mm-hmm. And uh, times, were, times were different then. 
Yeah, he wanted to call the people who hated on his fan base cocksuckers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was it was a good it was a good uh, it was a good product. It was hilarious. That is pretty funny. Uh, also found out during that interview that uh <laughs> Shane Helms was the stunt double for David Arquette in the movie Ready to Rumble. Okay. Didn't know that. Didn't know that either. And Chris Canyon was the stunt double for Jimmy King. Okay. So didn't know that one either. Because they kept it in house. All WCW. Yeah. Nice. Absolutely. Oh god, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could only wish that would, that could have uh, came to pass, but alas, rest in peace to Chris Canyon. Um, Paul Heyman uh, said that he feels that uh, Roman Reigns is different than any other client he's ever had, uh, and he says that uh, he goes, uh, "I think we're both satisfied with the body of work, and we could have both walked away." Uh, we both have Hall of Fame careers. It's such a body of work. But neither one of us were satisfied. And then there was a seismic shift. I'm, I'm cutting this down here. It was a seismic shift in, in the industry. Um, it was going to be a new trajectory, a new level of greatness that never had been achieved, a uh, different approach to the presentation, and uh, to blaze a path that no one had had the balls to blaze before. We were on the same page. So there was there was a point, uh, reading this, there was a point where basically the two of them since Reigns was out, um, and you know, COVID had just hit, and he was uh, he's uh, immunocompromised, so he was out for a very long time, as we all know. And uh, during that time, he, he was basically looking for a, a new line of of uh, storytelling, and so that's when this kind of came to be with him and, and Heyman. And then he goes on to say, "That's why this is different than anybody else I've worked with. Our reputations are cemented. Our Hall of Fame careers are in the books. Yet we are both probably doing. I know Rome's is doing." Dot, dot, dot. I know Roman Reigns is doing the best work of his entire career, and it's only just begun. Hmm. So uh, he, he, you know, he put it out there uh, of of all the people that he's managed, from Punk to to uh, even Cesaro, and uh, obviously most notably uh, Brock Lesnar, Curtis Axel. Oh, Axel for Brock all, Lesnar, right? For all of a hot second, yeah, Curtis <laughs> Axel. That's what I was talking about, Curtis Axel, for all of a week. Um, that he's he's behind the, the reins. Uh, uh, thing here, and uh, I think we all are. <laughs> I think this is something. And Re- Reigns also in another article has mentioned that he wanted to be a heel for a long time, and that it just it wasn't allowed. It, you know, McMahon basically, as long as it's good for business in that moment, he's not going to change it. He's not going to uh, you know, fix that's not something that's not broken. So this is a good time to reset. And and he was gone for a long time, and it wasn't like he did it in the middle of a of a, a storyline. He just came back and he was a heel um so yeah so so, so Heyman likes his guy hmm. Reigns the Paul Good. Heyman guy I can't because he's also in this specific role it's it's mo it's it's so different hmm. than all the other all the other guys he's been managing over the years yeah a lot I mean I, as far as Mike work it, him and I mean punk I think is still the best but yeah. as far as just overall talent, I, I mean, Reigns is just, he's killing it right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see here. Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg might shock some fans at Royal Rumble. Why would it shock some fans? I really wish. I, I don't know if you, you bet on sports, but uh, I do. And uh, where I where I bet, they, they still, even with that, they don't allow uh, professional wrestling betting. Even though if you yeah. lived up in Canada, to our neighbors up the north, 
you could bet on wrestling. And um, shit, let's get a PO box up there, pal. <laughs> we should. I don't understand why we can't. Um, bet online posted updated betting odds for the Royal Rumble event and then the title match. And it might shock some people, despite Goldberg's monster booking. He is not the odds-on favorite. McIntyre is currently sitting at minus 175, and Goldberg is plus 125. This means Mm, that the WWE champion is currently the favorite to win the Royal Rumble, and all numbers are always subject to change. Yeah, that's... At the time of the Royal Rumble event, I wouldn't be surprised if those numbers are the exact opposite. Like, if they just completely switch. If Goldberg is the plus one set. What was Gold, uh, Goldberg? Is minus at, 175, Goldberg right? is at, one, was, at plus was, 125. Yeah. And McIntyre exactly. is at minus 175. I wouldn't be surprised if either of those had shifted. Okay. It would not. Uh, it yeah. wouldn't surprise me one bit. In another article I read uh, in relation to this, uh, McIntyre basically said that uh, Goldberg doesn't get paid by the hour. So, so McIntyre's night might be very short. Is uh, basically what I got out of that. Damn. Whoa! Speaking of betting, really quick, please. Uh, people had to have cashed out after that freaking Conor McGregor fight last night. Holy shit! <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't know. I didn't see what the line was. I didn't get a chance to bet on that. I was I was gonna take uh, McGregor. If I had the chance to, to to get it, but I thank, thankfully I did not <laughs> put a bet in on that. I did have a bet on uh, on the Green Bay Packers. We won't talk about that. Um, oh, yeah. did you now? Good God! Yeah, it was it was a minus, good question. You got, who do you got? The Bills or the Chiefs? I have the Bills plus three. Thank God. I, you I know, fucking despise the Chiefs. You no, know, Chiefs can't. I, I don't think. Remember the last time Chiefs actually covered <laughs> on a spread? I think that was their thing this year. They didn't cover like once. And once this just year. the entire year. Once the entire yeah. year. So uh, yeah. Oh. Which is why, as much as I hate the man, Patrick Mahomes will never be as good as Tom Brady. Because even at his worst, Tom Brady still covered the spread. By the way, currently it's... Uh... Motherfucker. <laughs> what? It is 7.36 in the fourth quarter, 7.36 left to go. And the Chiefs are up 38-15. Oh. Ooh. Fuck! Sorry. We got a changing of the guard coming to the Super Bowl. We'll see what happens. This is going to be good. Yeah, Mahomes oh. versus Brady, man. That's like, yeah. Mahomes, <laughs> like old it's going to be new. Mahomes versus Brady, and yeah. Tom Brady is going to be Mahomes' team. That's right. He's going to be the home team. For the first time ever. It's first time ever. ever. That's going to be wild. That's insane. Yeah, they, I'm sure there were a couple years ago they were like, all right, let's 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 get uh, Raymond James. Uh, there's no way in hell that, they, that the Buccaneers are going to make it to the Super Bowl. Oh, wait. <laughs> Goodell's like, oh shit! <laughs> we, we All those times, Eli could have made it in the Meadowlands. No, nope, nope. It had to be. And I'm not even a fucking giant fan. Hmm. Just saying, it's in my backyard, practically. I know. Yeah, it's uh, it's just it's it's funny. Um, so yeah, for the first time ever, that will happen, and uh, it also goes to show that as great as Belichick was, he, you know, does this finally prove that he needed Brady more than Brady needed him? I read somewhere that people said that he was. Uh, uh, people went to uh, people went to New England to play with Tom Brady, not for Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick. Which I don't I don't think to be true because like Bill, you have to build that that type of team chemistry somehow. You like do. that spirit in the locker room has to be there for you to, for it to work. I feel right. 
but he apparently he brought that to Tampa Bay. Could, why could Belichick do that in the same locker room with Newton? Uh, apparently not. Yeah, that's I, true. Because they didn't even make the playoff. They didn't make it. <laughs> first, the first time in how many years? Yeah, they didn't even make it. Um, this is also the first year that uh, Tom Brady was a uh, wild card uh, team. <laughs> was on a wild card team. And he made it to the, and he made it to <laughs> he the made Super Bowl. Made Super Bowl. <laughs> he, he is he's guy. trying to get his own. He's like, I'm going to Eli Brady the shit. I'm going <laughs> to Eli, Brady. Eli, Eli Brady. Manning yeah. the shit out of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> he's going to go there and win a chip. Win a chip. He's, we'll get in at the wild card. We'll go to the Super Bowl. He, 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 looked, he looked insane today. He's a different human. In he the really playoffs. is. He looked like those two like touchdown passes that he threw, like right in the left corner. Uh, it's just I can't even like imagine doing that in, in like pretend. <laughs> just, it was just like so picture perfect the way he, he tossed those over. Uh so yeah. So it looks like it's gonna be Mahomes and, and Brady. I'm not bad at that. It's gonna be a good one. Um, moving on. Uh, so we talked about uh, betting and wish we could do that. Um, certain WWE superstars prefer staying in NXT. Why is that? Well, uh, even though they don't get paid as much as they they would if they went according to them up <laughs> to Raw or SmackDown, um, the benefits of being on NXT creatively are better, and we've said that for years. And actually, this is coming from Daniel Bryan, uh, who talked to Lucha Libre online. Uh, and he said the benefits to coming to the main roster, I think, are exposure worldwide, and you get paid better for your family, your future, and all that kind of stuff. So there's positives to coming up to the main roster, and that benefits the talent. I think one of the cool things about NXT is that it's different. It's different from Raw. It's different from SmackDown. Uh, the other interesting thing is that they've made it so that like, you can have a great career and never come to the main roster. If you're Johnny Gargano or Tommaso Ciampa, and you just want to stay in NXT, and if you want to be Mr. NXT and that sort of thing, you can do that. And uh, Adam, we talked about last week. Uh, Adam Cole made that uh, mention on the, on his uh, tweet. Uh, listen, sometimes you just want to you've you've been there, you you've done that, you're you've made enough money to kind of just be good, but you want to be able to be creatively in control, or yeah. or have something that's better create, not even so much in control, but something that's better creatively, and that is NXT, um, mm-hmm. for the most part. So yeah, I, I get it. I, I listen. I've I've had jobs that I've I've gotten six figures. I hated, I hated. I got into to voiceover radio, making much less, <laughs> much much less. Radio people. I don't know if you ever knew this, or, or been told this. Radio uh, disc jockeys start at like fourteen dollars an hour. Yeah, for like it's 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 about minimum. It's an hourly wage. job. It's about yeah, and it's an hourly job. It's not like you know it's you call out, you call out. You don't get paid. Um. You work and you work yourself up in in the ranks. I did the same thing. I started. I just wanted to do it because it was my dream job to be on radio, getting fifteen dollars an hour. I worked through and I, I I got a bump in pay. It's still not you know making me a mansion owner, but I love what I do. So I get it. I get being on NXT and not getting the same thing, but you know not being put on the the, the C card on uh you know the the, the second half hour of the second hour of, of Raw, just like you know being tossed in the middle there. Um. So I, I completely understand. I I, I understand what what they're, where they're coming from. Yeah, I do too. It's uh interesting to say the least. Yes. Uh, my last thing outside of the ring. <laughs> oh God. So speaking of um, I mentioned earlier that uh, this this past week we had uh, the inauguration of a new president, and 
a lot of people were very upset. Uh, one of those people that comes to mind immediately, and this is even before I saw all this, this article, was Val Venus. <laughs> and Mr. <laughs> See, we already know. <laughs> you already know. He went into... Show this off. <laughs> he went into an insane diatribe uh, this week regarding the <laughs> the election and inauguration of Mr. Joe Biden. And... Um, <laughs> When I say I'm, I'm trying, I should have ha- found these uh, earlier. But he, his whole text thread, basically, as far as like what he said and just his being so upset with the idea of, oh, here it is. <laughs> oh my god. Um, this is on his his. Uh, this is Sean Morley at Valvinus Ent Entertainment, January twentieth, January twentieth, eleven uh, eleven. 41 p.m. Uh, a.m. Excuse me. You, hey, just really quickly. Yeah. Are you sure that's not Val Venus, the ear, nose, and throat specialist? Yeah, no, right. <laughs> Listen, if I could find that guy, I would go to him just because he had that name. This is His real name is Sean Morley. He said, quote, on his tweet, Today's wonderful American inauguration is a massive, in all uppercase, lesson to all American children. Listen up, kiddos. Now the rest is in, in uppercase. Crime pays off and pays off big in America. Ballot slash voting fraud combined with pedophilia are two crimes that can help you become president of the USA as well. Learn well, kids. That was 1141, 1150. The hand of a pedophile on the Bible while lying. These are all, those are all in uh, in uppercase. Through his teeth is a sad and sick thing to see and hear. And then at 1151, the global pedophile elite are jumping for joy right now as they know their kid diddling cartel will never see justice under Biden. Hmm. Why can't the man just keep his mouth shut? He <laughs> see you have wise words. I, I don't know if, if he would take those wise words, but yeah, I guess he did because then the next day his his uh, Twitter was gone. He, oh, he right. turned off his account. Um, <laughs> he turned off his account, or he, Jack Dorsey turned off his account. I believe he did. He cut oh, off his own. Yes, because he was got such. I wrote on that one, did he? He got a <laughs> he got such, got such a backlash that uh, he basically terminated his, his own account. Um, and then funny enough, Jim Cornette this week, who has always has something to say every single week of every single day, uh, day of week, um, was talking about Val Venus and said that, uh, he was a smooth worker for a guy his size. He was still smooth and quick and light on his feet. He could cut a promo. He had personality. He looked like something. He acted like somebody. He had all the tools to be something. I can see why he might be bitter. This isn't bitter. This is just crazy. (laughs) He was another casualty, casualty of Vince Russo's booking. Shit stain. Fucking Incorporated killed another guy's career. This was a point when he hadn't been in the business for 10 years when he debuted as Val Venus, and this was in 1997. Uh, he goes on to say that he basically wrestled, um, and that he's just his his character being a, a porn star was was really uh, as far as as far as its uniqueness, it was there because you know, nobody else was really a porn star wrestler. It wasn't a long run though. Um, he goes on to say, Cornette goes on to say, Val Venus gave Sean Morley a three-year run, maybe. Not even a, on top and killed the rest of his whole fucking career. He's, he's made a couple of special appearances as Val Venus. Otherwise, he's poison in wrestling. He's poison in wrestling. And then it says Val Venus deleted his own Twitter account after the inauguration. He could return to the platform, but his support was certainly dwindling up to that point. And he's 49 years old. He left uh, pro wrestling behind. 
Um, and he just basically goes on to a lot of conspiracy theories on his Twitter, uh, but not anymore, apparently. Don't get me started on our conspiracy theories, man. We don't have time. <laughs> we do not have enough time. You love a conspiracy. Um, I'll do this one. According to the Wrestling Observer newsletter, mm-hmm. AEW is moving back the date of their Revolution pay per view due to the possibility. Do you know why? Really quick. I do not. Due to the possibility of a Jake Paul boxing pay per view. Oh, jeez. The previous date for Revolution was February 27th. It is reported that AEW is currently mulling, 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 mulling. Thank you. Uh, mulling up, mulling is like uh, <laughs> drugs in your stomach type yes. thing. Yes. Uh, they are mulling over two <laughs> different, <laughs> two different dates in March. They're either going to land on March 6th or March 7th. Mm, a Sunday pay per view possibly. Oh. Okay. Uh, for their next pay-per-view at Daly's Place. Okay. So we shall see what's going to happen. And they are not going anywhere anytime soon because Miami is a dud, apparently. Okay. For their, for their booking-wise, at so, least. At least they just uh, either move around a lot or wear a coat because it's, it's cold at Daly's Place. Um, speaking it's of Florida, it's Florida. how cold could it be? Yeah, well, it's, it's like, it is 27 degrees outside uh, of New I, York City. I right know, now. and I, I just spoke to a friend of mine, and, and she's down with her her husband down in North Carolina, and it's 48 down there. I was like, oh, really? that's, that's summer weather. Oh, <laughs> summer weather down oh, in wow. Charlotte. Look at that. Daly's place is like in the, like the mid 40s. So I see Justin Roberts with those uh, those gloves on. You know, it's cold. He um, is a dapper yapper. He's a, a dapper yapper. Speaking of uh, moving nights, did you see about NXT? Possibly having Ooh, to. Oh yes, that was. Go ahead, go ahead. The next thing I was going to get to. Please. Oh, okay. Even better. I hope we're talking about the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we are. I'll just do it from the from the perspective I have. Sure. NBC is shutting down their NBC Sports Network cable station, which could affect NXT. That's what I got. Because the NHL's Wednesday night hockey series is going to be moving to the USA Network from NBC Sports Network. And we shall see where this goes. Yeah, so hockey, their main night is Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, I don't follow hockey, but uh, knowing that M- M- NBCSN is shutting down, uh, and they have the hockey, so they and, and and they're owned by USA is owned by NBC, uh, and NBC is owned by I believe it's Comcast. Uh, all that being said, GE. It's still GE. I think it's Comcast now. I don't know. Anyway, I just remember watching Thirty Rock. <laughs> I watch it every night. Um, <laughs> but that would be Cable Town then. Uh, then good point. Thank you. So yeah, since USA is is owned by them, they would move all the nights, all the hockey nights over to uh, USA. And Wednesday nights being that, the end of the Wednesday night war would come very soon. And um, and I think that would be okay, if I'm being honest. Listen, uh, yeah, no, I agree. I, I don't see a like, big thing in that. Uh, Never. We are sixty-eight, roughly sixty-eight weeks into the Wednesday Night Wars. Okay. Okay. So we are what fifteen weeks away from that that wretched eighty-three week mark, and it is seeming like AEW has been mollywopping, for for oh. lack of a better term. Oh. Uh, NXT in not in ratings per se every week, but the eighteen to forty-nine they got, which is key. So it might be time to pack up, put your tail between your legs, tip your cap to the competition, and say, job well done. However, wait the 83 weeks. 
<laughs> if history serves itself correct, uh-huh. it will be corrected. Cor- the, the course of history will be corrected mm. once that 83 weeks is up. And then we will find out if it is just a little startup company or if they actually are the real deal. I mean, listen, they're the real deal. We'll know that, but it's just fun to say that. What did you, <laughs> I think this gives WWE an out. It to, does. To, that nobody was going to budge. I know Triple H or Vince McMahon wasn't. They weren't going to budge. Like they, they're the the big dogs. Even though, no, they're getting beat week after week by AEW. They were not going to budge. So this was their their out to move to another night. And this is true. Would it be? What's what's a better night? Tuesday or Thursday? Thursday. Yeah. Because Thursday has zero competition. Do you really consider Impact Wrestling? Yeah. I don't consider it competition, mm-hmm. but it is a wrestling show on tuesday okay okay so thursday. i mean now they might be because they started was, to get some uh wednesday was so AEW per- stars over in there yeah yeah that's right <laughs> um wednesday was so perfect it was like right in the middle of both their right in the middle of the week they had you know, know. flanked by mondays and fridays and now it's it's going to be on a th- like a thursday or a tuesday and uh hey yeah make it saturday morning again Make it Saturday night. <laughs> take take out one of those uh, those nights so for uh, SNL and, and put like the, like old school. This oh yeah, Saturday let's put <laughs> let's put NXT on Saturday night. Ooh, actually, leading into SNL would not be bad. See, you do it at ten o'clock. Yeah, ten ten to eleven. Do it like an hour. Do it from You're like not going to get viewership though. Nine to eleven NXT, and then eleven o'clock is news, and eleven thirty is SNL. No, it would be eight to ten NXT. Hey, what news is? What, and you, then you need something from ten to eleven. Huh? You need something from ten to eleven. I put in a rerun of uh, what is it still on USA? <laughs> SNL. Yeah, Chrisley knows best. Chris- <laughs> I refuse. Stick, stick in a rerun of Chrisley. Jeez, oh, I hate. To, I refuse you to watch the show. You have news at eleven. I refuse to watch you, a show. You run it right into SNL. I refuse to watch a show that every <laughs> Me week. Too. Every week, I have to ask my friends why are they famous? Why are the Chrisley Listen, famous? Is that that's what people your age were doing for the Kardashians twenty years ago? And I still want to know why they're famous. I still ask that well, question. Ah, ah. It's not a sex we tape. We know why they're famous now. Is it a sex tape? It is. Okay. All like, right. that's how she got famous. She got the rest of the family famous. All right, then I got to call. If you want to really get, put it really far back, yeah. you thank OJ for it. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> right? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. It's one of two things. You thank OJ or you thank the Olympic Committee. Why would you thank the Olympic Committee? For having Bruce Jenner as an Olympian. Okay. I don't know. It was a shot in the dark. <laughs> it was a shot. All right. The only other thing I was going to say was Wheaties. You thank Wheaties for sticking Bruce on the box. There you go. Make so, him famous. So, we're... <laughs> so late 70s, we thank you from way back when, because that's, that's how it started. Uh, I don't think he'd have his own uh, reality show if it wasn't for Kim Kardashian. His smoking hot stepdaughters? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh them, yeah. There it is. Uh, so that's yeah. NXT hopefully uh, finds a, a new night that's that works out for them, and then and then they have their own ratings. They can do whatever they want as far as the numbers go, and people will be exclusive to that brand, and it won't be filtered off. And it, me having to decide each week what, what I'm, I'm going to watch first. Um, it is what it is. Wednesdays will be AEW. Thursdays will be uh, NXT. Friday SmackDown, and all is right with the world.
Anything else outside of the ring? Um, I don't. Oh, rest in peace to Larry King oh, and gosh. Hank Aaron. And Hank Aaron. Who's, who's going to be third now? Fucking crazy week. <sighs> Larry King. Today. I was looking for the third one, too. I was like, please don't let it. Like, <laughs> Larry King today, Hank Aaron on Friday. Um, Yeah, jeez. Unbelievable. Unreal. I actually have a quick fact about the Hank Aaron. Please. Wasn't really so much about Hank Aaron, but about the what broke it. Um, Barry Bonds <laughs> broke. I like numbers, so I'm just going to read this real quick. Uh, Barry Bonds broke the record on August 7, 2007. That's when he hit his 756th home run. I'm not putting air quotes around that. He broke the record. He broke. He hit numbers. He hit home run number 756, breaking the all-time greatest. Home run record of all time. When's he okay. going? When's he going in the Hall of Fame? Soon. <laughs> Should already be there. I don't want to talk about this. Let me let me tell you something. If the y- point being, yes, go ahead. Um, exactly one month before that hmm. was seven seven oh seven. Okay. <laughs> I went to Daytona Beach, Florida, oh. and I went to the NASCAR event. It was the Pepsi four hundred. Okay. Okay. Do you want to take a guess? As to who won that night, not who, what number won that night? Who? Number 07, the Jack Daniels racing car. Okay. And it was pretty wild. 07 on 7707. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Okay. I'm just a big numbers guy. Oh, okay. That's what I was at. Okay. Um, I put air quotes on that because anytime that you I have, don't. anytime you have someone that grows their head twice the size, and if you look at his rookie card and the, his last year, it's like he ate three other people. And then he took... My a- head grew because I did eat two other people. How do you know he didn't? <laughs> Your head, well, okay. And, and, and you, you, can, you can pop off a 400-foot uh, home run on, on, a, on a regular basis. I wish. <laughs> I really wish. My head did grow, though. I mean... I have a size 8 from f- 10 years ago and a size 8 and 5 eighths from 5 years ago. And this is an eight and one eighth. It grew. Now it's shrunk. I lost, I lost weight. Stop, stop, stop taking steroids. Uh, I can't. Roid it out. He, the anabolic just, you know. He will never it's get in my system. He will never get in the Hall of Fame. He should. He there won't. should be no reason why. Why? Because you can cheat and get in? You ever heard of the story of Lance Armstrong? Did you see? Yeah. But how did it end? They took away all the He his, got stripped uh, of it. Right. He got stripped he of got it. Stripped. But the problem is. Is that he was the greatest because he cheated the greatest? Do you know <laughs> when? Hang on. Do you know when he was stripped uh-huh. of his titles? Uh-huh. Who they had to award that win to? Who? You know what place that person came in uh, after everybody else that was also cheating that came in second and third and whatever? It came like was like sixth or seventh? Fourteenth. Fourteenth. Okay. So thirteen other people found out. They found out thirteen other people were cheating, and then basically the fourteenth out of its necessity. Was, yeah. was crown champion. Okay. Exactly. Sometimes you just gotta gotta level out the competition, whether it be good or bad. Okay. So when I'll they, say this, yes, baseball was better with steroids. It okay. got the ratings back up. Okay. Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, that home run race was amazing. And I'm a Barry Bonds fan. What do you want me to do? So it. it teaches, I remember watching that game, bro. It teaches when he you. hit that. 
I remember come, so. he gave his son a huge hug. I remember. I got douche bumps thinking about it. <laughs> douche bumps. I remember it. I remember he, he was at home plate. He gave his, his son a uh, yeah. He gave his son a hug. I remember it vividly. I remember uh, McGuire. I remember Sosa. Uh, Sosa looks like a uh, like a white post-it note now. Um, it, it's uh, I, I remember all that time. And I and it, here's the thing: as long as Cooperstown is able to build a whole new wing onto their building. And when you walk into the hallway, it just it doesn't say any words. It's just an orange plaque. And in that plaque is an asterisk. And you walk through, and there's just asterisks everywhere. And they have the busts there, and it shows their accomplishments underneath with an asterisk right next to it. All right. Well, let's do this really quick then. Please. Who are you putting in the asterisk Hall of Fame? Let's start. I'm putting in Mark. Pete Rose. No, Pete Rose is number one. Okay, fine. Pete Rose is number one. He shouldn't be. He, 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 he shouldn't should not be, be because he gambled on himself. <laughs> he is Michael ja- Michael Jackson. He's Michael Jordan. Uh, he is the Michael Jordan. They just didn't give him the no- enough respect as they gave Jordan. So listen, you, if you do something against the rules, despite what he did, it was against the rules to bet on a game that you're playing. He would be number one, absolutely, with a bullet. But he bet one. on himself to it win. It doesn't matter. He still bet. How is that throwing the game? He wasn't throwing. It just the means game. he's that good. Where he's betting. like, yeah, I'm going to turn it on today. Fuck I'm it. not saying now. Listen, I'm not saying now that that athlete should wouldn't be able to or should not be able to bet on games. But it is a little shady if, if someone is there and you're like, you know what, I'm, I'm playing for the, uh, I'm playing for the Buccaneers, and in two weeks we're going to be playing for the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm going to bet on Kansas City. Or, know, or I'm going to bet. Uh, it, it seems a little shady. It seems a little shady. I'm not saying it's not right or wrong. It is shady. I don't know. <laughs> I could try to tiptoe around it. It is shady. I know. It. So come on. I know. I know. He's number he, one in hits all time. All time. All time. Listen, you rattle off every single number one that he is. I, I get it. I get it. You um, have the number one hits champion of all time, not in the Hall of Fame. You have the number one home run champion of all time, of all time, not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that needs to be corrected. Absolutely, I agree. Not with the Astros Hall of Fame. However, right after that, <laughs> he will the be. entire Houston Astros <laughs> in the 2018. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, what was it? 2017. 2018. Sorry, whatever 20, it was. 2017. Yes. 2017. The entire 2000. The garbage can Astros. Yes. Yes. They go in. They go in. Bonds goes in. Uh, followed by the 2018 Red Sox. Yes. Uh, uh, with Co- Alex Cora. Alex they Cora. go in. Absolutely. They go in. Um, now, let's get to players. Uh, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa. Barry uh, Bonds. Barry Bonds. Rafael Gonzalez. Rafael Gonzalez is a good uh, one. Rafael Palmero. Palmero, sorry. That's what, that's what I meant. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I meant. Rafael Palmero. Um, Who the fuck is Rafael Gonzalez? I don't know. I'm thinking names. I'm thinking Raquel Gonzalez. Uh this is a wrestling show. <laughs> <laughs> Rafael Palmero, when he pointed, I vividly remember that too. He was pointing at Congress. He was like, I did not cheat. I did not take any. He, he did. Um, I was up all <laughs> night. <laughs> um, uh, Andy yeah. Pettit. Pettit, Clemens. Clemens. Uh, and listen, we're Yankee marks over here. We'll say it as it is. Rodriguez. Uh, A-Rod. A-Rod. Uh, Jason Giambi. Um, she's who else is here? Uh, it's not looking good for the Yanks right now. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, uh, there's. Listen, uh, I'm not going to get into the whole list here, but there there are definitely people that can go into Asterix Hall of Fame, and Barry Bonds uh, is in it, and it's still being argued to this day. And there's a reason why he you know, writers will not vote for him in, into the Hall of Fame, and that's the reason why. 
And uh, I don't know if there's anything that he could possibly do to change their minds. Uh, but I say that he will not go in ever because if they do let him in, then that precedent is set. That means that every single person that's in the Asterix Hall of Fame, you knock down that, that wing of the, of the building and you let them all in because you have to. There's, there's, no, there's no line or mark in the sand anymore. So I don't think he'll ever get in. And, and I think the only reason that he was never able that he was never allowed in is because D Rose is not allowed in. Like they're just taking cheaters, quote unquote cheaters. Yeah. Throw that back on you. <laughs> and uh they they are making examples out of them. Yeah. Which I mean you can respect them. I mean they're they're running a business, they're trying to be PG about it, I get it. But hmm. mm, hmm. It's kind of better when you were pumping yourself full of steroids <laughs> for all those two years. It was very, the most, yeah, very exciting. Listen, uh, you can pump yourself full of steroids. You still got to hit that ball. This is true. This is very true. You still have to hit a ninety-five mile an hour fastball. Um, yeah, down the middle, or it's yeah. uh, the, yeah. the, the breaking a bomb into McCovey's Cove every other fucking time <laughs> every you get a home time. run. Yeah, listen, it, it, try try to hit. Yeah, try to hit a 90, 93 mile per hour uh, a breaking ball. See what happens. Um, it's the hardest thing to Babe do. Babe Ruth was also taking PEDs. Beer and hot dogs <laughs> helped his performance. <laughs> his, his ham sandwiches. Um, it's it's the hardest thing to do in sports, and yet people still had to had to find a way to cheat that system. And even though they were really good at it, you had to be better at it. So yeah, that was fun times indeed. Um, anything else before we get into uh, wrestling stuff? Nope. More wrestling. That's stuff. it. All right, let's see here. Uh, let's get back into wrestling. Let's get back into wrestling. Sports. Um, so, it's only thing with Raw that I want to talk about here, uh, and he got lambasted online for it, is his... Good uh, word. Thank you. Randy Orton basically looked like a gimp this week, and uh, he... Gee, what? He looked like a gimp. Um, um, I didn't hear that word. <laughs> he looked like a gimp. He was wearing a mask. He had burn uh, marks on his face. Hell of a makeup job, and he went into about like a three or four minute recap of everything that's gone on with the fiend, and how it ended with Alexa Bliss shooting a fireball in his face the week before. Um, and people, people online were just uh, getting on him as far as having this new, uh, this new take. Wh- why are we getting on? I mean, first of all, confirmed Randy Orton to the Dark Order. <laughs> this is the crossover. This is where we get the crossover with WWE and AEW. Um, we are. Do you know the pop Randy Orton would get? Oh, absolutely! If he showed up on Wednesday night oh, oh with that mask on, <laughs> oh my god! Absolutely, you'd blow the roof, the whatever fake roof they got on top of Daly's place. Absolutely, <laughs> it would just be absolutely insane. Um, I love how, and you know, I, I take it way too seriously, but I love how we are getting so serious that this this storyline is a, is a bother to some people that it's too silly. <laughs> it's too silly. Meanwhile, I'm watching wrestling, bro. Meanwhile, it's all fucking silly. Meanwhile, wrestling. Second of all, uh, Alexa Bliss is possessed. That's that's our main event storyline. Is that Alexa Bliss is possessed? But this this gimpa role that Randy Orton has is is too silly. All right, fair enough. I'll play along. Yeah, this is uh, the Pulp Fiction Randy Orton phase. <laughs> 2021, baby. Uh, let's see here. Anything else? Where's Randy? Randy's dead. Randy's dead. <laughs> that guy. Uh, Whose bike is this? <laughs> right, I'm sorry. Go on. 
Mandy Rose is so hot. Uh, I, I do want to give a shout out to, uh, again, right in the middle of, of the, the night here, AJ Styles is playing like the mid-carter. Um, who's he, He's a main eventer, and he's playing mid-carter, but he's, he's facing off against Ricochet uh, in these series of matches that they have. Just absolutely unbelievable. Uh, this is anywhere else. Um, any house show, this would be a main event. And any other Raw, this should be a main event. Uh, just absolutely incredible, uh, the two of them. Uh, and AJ Styles takes the win, but Ricochet, I'm, I'm hoping that it was nice to see him come back after all the rumors of him uh, not being signed again and his contract expiring, but uh, he, I'm hoping this is a push for him and that he eventually gets somewhere other than being squashed by Brock Lesnar in two seconds. Uh, the dirt sheet? I would be okay with him going back down to NXT. Absolutely. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, have him take on uh, Finn Balor. Be yep. an amazing champ. Um, <laughs> dirt sheet you know, was was really good in that it, people were shitting on it online. I loved it. Gilbert made his return <laughs> after a heart attack. After a heart attack. After 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 a heart attack, and that he put up a um, a GoFundMe that didn't quite reach his goal <laughs> for recovery, but he's still nonetheless he's back. He got that um, WWE payday. I he think got he got the, his goal. His, his goal, I guess. I guess, it wasn't enough though because he was still looking for for some more money. But uh, the the whole thing was uh, headlined with the fact that they were supposed to interview Goldberg and Drew McIntyre uh, for their upcoming match at Royal Rumble, and it ended up being Gilberg and Drew McIntyre, played yeah. by uh, David Krumholtz, who you might know as Bernard the Head Elf. From the Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. <laughs> At least that's what I know him from. Yes. Or um, David Krumholtz from This Is The End, where he plays himself. That's right. Or Numbers. I forgot about Numbers that. Numbers is also a good one. forgot about that. The Numbers. You yeah. ever seen Numbers was an amazing television show. Yeah, him and Rob Morrow. Absolutely. Uh, I love that. You also may know him as Michael Ekman uh, from 10 Things I Hate About You. Mm, there you go. He played the. Uh, I did not know he gained that much weight. I looked at it. I was like, oh, my God. Are you kidding me? That's a big boy. Then I looked down, and I'm like, um. That too, <laughs> I not uh, honest to God, and and I I say this with all the love in the world. When he first came out, and I just saw him from the neck up, I was like, oh, "Why is Joe coming down the ramp?" Yeah, he looks he looks just <laughs> like you, dude. <laughs> he looks exactly like you. When um, I saw him from the neck down, I'm like, "How am I in two places at once? <laughs> why why am I on TV and why am I not getting paid for this?" <laughs> so yeah, so it was very funny that he he came out and it was it was a very funny uh, segment. He had a little Irish uh, uh, Scottish thing going on, and then he he broke uh, his character and kind of went into his, his own uh, his own voice, uh, saying, it, "I thought we were gonna <laughs> are we done with this or whatever." Uh, it was very funny. Um, so drew back and fart with that that segment. Um, let's see what else here. Oh, and then at the end, so our main event was Alexa Bliss versus Asuka. And, um, if you didn't think that Alexa Bliss could win this match, uh, by a clean finish, you were wrong. He, she, the, the whole thing, again, I will reiterate this until fans are back in the building. You will have a different, and that's why I actually, I can, I can appreciate it. If there's anything positive about this era of wrestling, I can appreciate the fact that they can, uh, take advantage of the fact that there's nobody in the arena and they can have all these switch ups and do these these edits these 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 changeovers to the the tape segments and so that's what they did with this one and you know she came out and she was wrestling her Alexa Bliss uh regular heel Alexa Bliss and then all of a sudden it went black 
and she became her new fiendish look. And uh, it, it was it was quite a sight. And she won. She beat Asuka in a clean finish. Um, yeah. And then it ended up with uh, her saying, uh, in the fiend's own voice, uh, mouthing the words, let me in. And uh, everything went black, and that was it. Let me in. Let me in. Um, so she and everybody online is is giving their own take on it that this is the fiend basically in in her <laughs> like she is she is the fiend until the fiend comes back. The uh, fiend is inside. The, of her. Inside, it is inside of me. Uh, uh, gay. <clears throat> sorry. Uh, so yeah, so uh, that was interesting uh, that that she was able to come up with that win and very very impressive. Um. I would like to actually see that during uh, Royal Rumble, and, and if she is uh, is Alexa Bliss in the Rumble, I don't know. You think we could get a, a little Cactus Jack action? We could do that, or if she actually had a match with Oscar for the championship at Rumble, I wouldn't be uh, adverse to that. Um, and that's how the Mega Powers uh, was the opposite of collide, separate, explode, implode, implode. Interesting fact, not fact, interesting point. Yes. Uh, Charlotte posted on Instagram a picture of her and Asuka holding up the titles. And then in the next slide over was a picture of Macho and Hulk. Hmm. 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 Maybe we get a, uh, maybe this is how Andrade comes back. (laughs) (laughs) They're fighting over Andrade. Uh, Let's see here. So for NXT... Dusty Rhodes Classic. We had first round matches. Let's see, Leon Ruff and Kushida. That's some surprises uh, with the the classic on, on the men's and women's side. Uh, did not expect Ruff and, and Kushida to beat Gargano in theory, but they did. Um, Karrion Cross came back and destroyed Adonis. Uh, Lucha House Party beat another in, one. Beat Imperium. That was the third one. I forgot about them. Lucha House Party beating Imperium. Shocker. Um, Alexander Wolf returns. And then Alexander Wolf returns, so that, that'll bring back Imperium. And now if we just get Walter, that'd be great. Uh, I think that's where this is leading. That'd be awesome. I hope so. I hope, awesome. I hope Walter gets in before they shut down our borders again. It's about to happen. It uh, is. That's why. Then, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. And then uh, Casey, Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter uh, defeating Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez. Shocker. Shocker, shocker, shocker. And with this one... Uh, it is being rumored that they are going to turn heel because we don't have enough heels in the company. Uh, the, I added that last part, but it, it is rumored that they're about to turn heel. Huh. <coughs> Casey is, and Caden? Casey and Caden, which is why they had them win. Nice. Yeah. I can could, I could see that. Um, you know, sure, I, uh, I want to point out really quick that uh, I couldn't tell whether Tony Storm is taller than I previously thought or if Mercedes Martinez is smaller than I thought. Mercedes Martinez is, is smaller. She is, right? Yes. But yeah. then, like, you look at Tony Storm looks like a giant in that match with all those other women. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, Casey and... It was and... so alarming. I was like, hang on a second. She's definitely more... It was broke. like that, that, that thing at a at a science thing where it's like you both stand in a room, but it looks like you're all the way back here, right. and they're all the way in the front, but you're standing next Just to each other. Next to each other. That's <laughs> one person so much smaller. And Tony Storm is definitely brolic. <laughs> She's definitely more brolic. Yeah. Um, and uh, Caden and and not to mention the fact that Caden and, and Casey, thick. she's thick. And not to mention the fact that Caden and Casey are 
very tiny. <laughs> they are very tiny people. They are small. They are very small. Um, so Average height of five foot and a half an inch. Yeah. They're very tiny. Uh, Bronson Reed defeats Tyler Rust. And then the fight pit. The fight pit. Thank God we got the stairs finally. That's the one thing I'm going to say about it. Yeah, how did they get in last you, time? I don't remember that. They didn't want to reveal it. Which they they were just in there. It just went to commercial, uh, and then all three of them were in the fucking pit. <laughs> okay, fair enough. And it's like, where the fuck did this happen? <laughs> How'd they get in there? There's no door. There's no door. Uh, yeah. How's it gonna happen? Yeah, I guess you it makes sense. You have to climb in, climb out. How do they get out? Also, though? what if what if somebody gets it, my point exactly? That's exactly what I was gonna like, point. The camera point went to what if somebody black, gets really that? badly injured? Right. How, so they have to go up the stairs and come come down. Like how how do they when cameras faded to black? How do they get the hell out? Let's say Stone Cold broke his neck in that fucking fight pit. He'd be screwed because EMT has to. There's got to be a door. <laughs> there has to be a door somewhere. It was more... I bet there's one little pull, like one little latch pull that you just pull it and everything just collapses. <laughs> like all the, the, the uh, all the steel cages just that seems separate safe. That and they seems just fall. very safe. Perfect. <laughs> that seems very safe. It's just more dramatic to start the match at the top of the, the fight pit. Um, if you did not watch NXT, basically it's a ring with fencing around it, but the fencing on the top of the fencing has, uh, like it's, it's a steel cage match with the scaffold with a scaffold on top. So you can walk the perimeter of the ring on top there and then you drop down and that's the, the, the fight pit is, is that yeah with no door with no, apparently with no door. I, I, I can't imagine there's no door. We got stairs this time. Baby steps, baby steps. We're moving along. We're moving along. So the end of this match I guess you could see in hindsight you could see how it was setting up to to have the match finish but Ciampa had his right leg he put his right leg outside of the fight pit it got stuck in the scaffolding that was holding the corner of the the cage I was terrified it looked like he was about to get his leg snapped off Um, and then Thatcher took his his left leg and did this like this submission move where he basically bent his his leg but his, his right leg was still caught in the corner of the cage so it looked like he was about to be split in two like a wishbone um, and then to, you know, Champa topped out, and Thatcher is now two and zero in fight pit uh, fighting. But uh, hell, hell of a match, hell, 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 hell of a match. Um, I believe and, it is called a uh, stretch, a leg stretch, like stretch. It, it was it was very painful, like painful looking to see. Biggie uses it. Yeah, you put you put your leg around his neck and just mm-hmm. stretch it out. Uncomfortable to say the least, and then at the end of the match, uh, Thatcher's basically kneeling in front of him, and that that set up what we saw with Two Hundred Five Live and the rest of the the uh, Dusty Classic uh, with the two of them tagging. So it's going to be a lot of explaining on Vic uh, Joseph's part to everybody that didn't watch Two Hundred Five Live, who, did, who does not watch it, which are a lot of people. Um, why all, all of a sudden? I. I, I included. Well, as, <laughs> as to why all of a sudden they're they're magically teamed up as. Uh, right after having a fight in the fight pit the week before. Uh, so that's on NXT. You'll have some explaining to do. Uh, let's see. AEW. Anything, anything, anything good. Uh, kicking off with Brody Lee Jr., Negative One's a birthday celebration. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> uh, if, if he can get some work on the mic by uh, Tony Khan can get that work uh, working, I'd appreciate it. Yeah. Um, have him go to... Uh... Dustin Rhodes's uh, little <laughs> promo class. Promo class. <laughs> Negative one. You. Suck. I just want to point out, you had actually sent this to the group chat, and I'm finally you're 
getting onto the train, oh, geez, but oh, John Silver is a national treasure. Oh my God, he's so good. <laughs> he's, he's so good. He's and so if funny. you're sorely mistaken, if I'm not singing happy birthday like that every time. Every time. A one, a two, <laughs> a skiddly diddly do. I'm going to do it every time. <laughs> a skiddly diddly do. He is a national treasure, and he should be treated as such. He should be a, a champion at some point. Uh, you have him go against Darby Allen. Bring the belts over to Dark Order. Uh, Luther and Serpentico, I don't think I, I, I'm, I'm sure they have wins on Dark on AEW Dark, but zero on Dynamite, and uh, it's just they, they, they throw him in these these comedy uh, segments. Him, yeah. him getting cracked over Serpentico getting cracked over the head by uh, negative one with a kendo stick. He's got good aim though. That's the second time I've seen him do that. He did that MJF the first time, and now this. So it's a good thing he t- doesn't uh, miss him by hit him in his neck. Uh, Adam Page and Dark Order defeat uh, Angelico, uh, TH2, and Chaos Project. And Adam Page refuses the invitation to Dark Order yeah. in, in the funniest way possible because they, <laughs> they had on the screen, he said, yes, the confetti's flying. And he, he immediately says, uh, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm I'm a, I'm officially gonna gonna start calling Hangman uh, Hangman Adam Slowburn Page because every one of his storylines has just been going at the speed of molasses. <laughs> it really has, yeah. You're, you're right. The payoffs have been very minimal, <laughs> to say the least, as far as time goes. Uh, sorry, that's what he does. Um, let's see here. Marv <laughs> Alex Marvez it was everywhere tonight. Uh, starting off with uh, talking with MJF and Chris Jericho. About their uh, their triple uh, tag team match later on in the night, Darby Allen and Sting uh, get interviewed. Then Taz comes out, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, they basically set up Darby Allen and Sting versus uh, Team Taz. This is gonna be the first time that Sting has fought in uh, how long? Twenty. Well, he... Okay. No. The end of seventeen. Impact? No, he. Oh wait, wait, no. He, no, no, no. You know, from I'm talking about WWE, the, right. when was the the Seth Rollins match? That was his last match, if I'm not mistaken. Let's see here. By the way, it's official. Tampa Bay and Kansas City are going to the Super Bowl, um, which means both of your bets missed today. Awful day. It's been an awful week. Nobody. Asked stocks me. doing? Nobody asked me for money. Uh, let's see here. What was I looking up? All oh, right. Uh, Rollins and Sting. Buckle bomb. Quick stock talk. Do you have any GameStop stock? No, thank God. <laughs> Why? Because they're, they're shutting down left and right. GameStop? Yeah. Have you seen the stock price? No. Like, have you seen the stock in the past two weeks? Has it gone Three up? Weeks? Oh, boy. Oh, buddy. Oh, boy. Really? Oh, buddy. 355%. Wow. Good for them. I, all I see is GameStop's closing <laughs> everywhere I go. The only ones I have, like, one near me in Cross County. That's about it. Oh, dude, you have no idea. Twenty one of my regrets in life. Not listening to one of my one of my friends about it. <laughs> twenty fifteen. Um, twenty fifteen was his last match. Yeah, Night of Champions. Wow. Uh, yeah. And he was he was fifty six at the time when he when he that happened. So listen, and he's sixty one. Sixty one. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. A hundred and eighty six percent in the past month. Jeez. What are they? Yeah. Why? Hmm? Why? People are starting to. It's like, are they just like, do they have more stock in, in PS5s, which is why, like, the, like actual stock numbers. They about. have so much cash on hand, from what I've heard. I don't know a lot about stocks. 
I listen to what my friends say, and then I do a little bit of due diligence from what they say. Okay. And, uh, yeah. It's our stock talk. Stock talk. Thanks, guys. Uh, I know that's what you come here for. Don Callis gets his ass kicked by the by the Bucks, the Young Bucks. Um, Cody Rhodes taking on uh, Pretty Peter Avalon. I didn't realize that he changed his uh, his moniker from the Librarian. Yeah, the Librarians are over. Sorry, I didn't know. So it was the Initiative. Were, I didn't know the Librarians were tough. Who, who was the Initiative? Uh, Peter Avalon and Peter Avalon, Leva Bates, Brandon Cutler. Jeez, yeah, wow. Yeah. That's uh sorry. Yeah. Could have just called them the job squad. The job squad. That's who they are, but <laughs> I think they already had that. Uh let's see FTR is about to take on uh FTR. Uh yeah. FTR and Jurassic Express had a uh, meeting of the minds. Uh next week they're gonna go at it. Um I think it's gonna be Hard- Hardwood and uh Jungle Boy. Uh Moxley taking on uh, uh Beast of a Man in Nick uh Camarado. Uh let's see here. Marvez again <laughs> meets up with uh, Kenny Omega, and so uh, Kenny Omega's a little pissed off at uh, Don Callis getting his ass kicked by the Young Bucks. Ah, and then we uh, have Matt Hardy and Private Party versus uh, uh, Matt Seidel and Top Flight. Yes, sir. Let's talk about this for a second. Um, it's <laughs> I, I saw both teams and I was like, wait, so is this like a adopt a black? tag team night and uh <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was, it was it was like an oreo it was like, two, <laughs> it was like two oreos fighting each other <laughs> and uh one oh, man. and one crumbled that one got me one crumbled and uh <laughs> it, it came in the in the <laughs> It came in the, uh, the the form of a turn, and Private Party's been kind of fighting uh, internally Matt Hardy <laughs> in wanting to to kind of switch sides here, and they finally did it. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, they kind of hinted at it on Impact. They were on Impact the night before, okay. and they had and they had fought. Forgot who, if I'm being honest. Right. Oh, uh, James way, Storm and. Chris Sabin, I believe, is who they fought the night before. Okay. And that match was for the number one contender spot for the Impact Tag Team World Championships. And Private Party won. So they are, in fact, which I'm sure you heard Tony Schiavone or Excalibur, I forgot who said it, beat it into the ground that they are, in fact, the number one contenders for the Impact World Championships. Yes. Uh... And then Isaiah Cassidy, yeah, they in the match basically take, took a chair to, uh, I believe it was Darius Martin, and uh, cement the turn. Yeah, Mark Quinn did the uh, splash off the top, and they won the match. So we have a full heel turn now with Private Party and Matt Hardy. Uh, let's see here. Layla Hirsch against Penelope Ford, good God. Um, and, and the debut of Butler Charles Taylor. <laughs> I love that they call him Charles Taylor now. Um as uh, the young boy. So he actually got involved and, and pulled on Hirsch's leg at one point, and Hirsch returned the favor by doing a, a splash, uh, a uh, Toby Suicida, onto uh, Charles Taylor at one point mm-hmm. in the match. But Penelope Ford takes... Charles Taylor is still funny. <laughs> yeah, very funny. The butler. Uh, Penelope Ford takes the win. Miro immediately comes into the ring. 
Hirsch is uh, licking her wounds. <laughs> he tells her, get out. <laughs> get out of the ring. Um, I was like, wow, that's, that's a bit harsh. Uh, I like who Miro's becoming. I, I like hope. I like it. I like it. Um, I do like that he forced him to say that he's he's uh, his new best friends now with, with Miro. And so, listen, you had to have some sort of story while Trent was uh, on the uh, on the shelf. And this this is it. Uh, well, Harsh Cassidy is looking on. Good Brothers, uh, Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows, still being borrowed from Impact Wrestling. They take out uh, Penta Lodero, Miedo. Uh, and then your main event was Inner Circle Tag Team Challenge, which is Ortiz and Santana versus Jericho and MJF versus Guevara and Hager. And oh, get it right, Sammy and Sammy Hager. and Hager, which I was about to say. We had a little intro, video intro from actually Sammy Hager um, of Van Halen fame and, uh, and tequila. Van fame. Hagar, come on. And, and tequila, Van Hagar and tequila fame. <laughs> and uh, just because of names that are just, I, that's the only reason why they were tagged together. They were put together to uh, get that name, Sammy Hager. Uh, it, I, I really hope it was just Sammy was like, yeah, it's Sammy and Hager. And he didn't even think about it. Like, I hope that was all true. Yeah, there's no way that Sammy Guevara knew about that. <laughs> the kid's like two years old. It was like, who is Sam? And he they made reference to that in a joke like the week before. Um, I don't get it. Really? Sammy and Hager? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> uh, can I just mention, throughout this entire match, it was actually a really good match. And I, I like that. And they weren't like, they didn't start off with like saying, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I, I didn't mean to do that. Like, they were actually like balls busting from the get of the of the match. Um, yeah. And that... uh. I, the only the only downside to this entire match is just sometimes when you watch wrestling and you love it as much as we do and you watch people that just go through years before your eyes and you see there's something there that you know kind of like chips at you at your childhood like oh shit it's almost over and i had that last year when Randy Orton kicked Shawn Michaels in the head and his hat came off and you saw that he was actually the old man from Home Alone. And mm-hmm. this past Wednesday when Chris Jericho went for the line salt and barely, barely, barely made it <laughs> across to land it. He almost hit his head. <laughs> it was it was barely made it. Barely made it. It was it was the worst line salt I've ever seen. It was so bad. Oh, Chris. It puts it up there with uh the f- I mean, he is fifty. Couple, couple good fifty-year-old spots. That spot and uh, uh, the jackhammer on Bray Wyatt the jack- from a match we will never talk about ever. <laughs> the uh, the uh, jackhammer, like this, the suplex. Uh, yeah, suplex her around the world. Ah, uh, so yeah, so that was my little uh, dying inside moment with Chris Jericho. But uh, their team, his team, Jericho and MGF, of all the moves at the end of the match, MGF wins it with a roll-up. Little of dis- course. A little disappointed by that ending. But other than that, uh, very good match. Uh, very good night overall. And a lot of things being set up for um, for Beach Break uh, and for, for next week as well uh, with Dynamite. And then finally, uh, SmackDown, really the only thing I uh, want to mention here, uh, Asuka is playing double duty on both brands here. Um, Asuka and Charlotte beating the Riot Squad. Thanks to uh, Billy Kay. Again, I say, and, and Billy Kay is an absolute smoke show. Uh, if you ever see pictures of her on, on Instagram, absolute smoke show. 
I would not have again. I would not have put money on uh, Billy Kay being the more successful of the two uh, in the iconic split. But here we are in the in the immediate aftermath of the immediate iconic aftermath. Split. Yes, just a lot more entertaining. Because uh, I feel like she's gonna Peyton Royce is a slow burn, if you will. She's a slow burn. It's it's she's pulling a, a hangman Adam Page here. Very exactly. Slow burn. <laughs> very very slow burn. Go. full circle. Uh, the, it, it, Cesaro winning for two weeks in a row. I'm I've I don't know what's going on. Uh, we're in some sort of uh, alternate dimension. Uh, that Cesaro is actually winning uh, more than one once, let alone just once. So he beats Dolph Ziggler. He's getting a push out of nowhere. Suddenly, uh, Reginald, our sommelier, gets his ass kicked by Sasha Banks. Uh, was that an official match? It, I missed SmackDown this week. If I'm being honest, was that an official match? It was. So we got a. a I almost said it badly. An intergender match on... Uh... <laughs> yes, we did. Oh, wow. So yeah. they are starting to push the envelope a little bit. Yeah, see? Look at them. <laughs> there you go. Look at us. You went... hey, hey, look, look at hey, us. Hey, hey, look, look what we're doing. Look at us. Look, look what we're doing. Look what we're doing. Uh, <laughs> we're doing yeah. intergender matches. <clears throat> um, Big E and Apollo Crews and then a no contest. Another really good match with these two. Uh, I, I like where Apollo Crews is going, especially if he's going to be a Paul Heyman guy. I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, do it and do it good. Because uh, he, he, that guy can work. Bianca Belair. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. Bianca Belair and Bailey doing the ultimate athlete obstacle course challenge, which they're they're, they're running out of these ideas. Um, her Bianca Belair's husband in Street Profits basically had to do the same thing <laughs> with the Viking Raiders. So why not do it with uh, Bailey? And so the the funny thing was that Bailey did this this challenge where she had to flip over a tire at the top of the ramp run around the ring, then basically jump over these, like, one foot off the grounds, little hurdles, uh, go around the, the other side of the ring. There were these slats that you had to climb over. And then we got to the final side of the ring. He, she put uh, Chad Gable on uh, on her shoulders and walked to a line and then we had to do a layup in a basket. And then she after that was said and done, Bianca Belair was supposed to go. And then she said, hold on, wait a minute. Change the hurdles to about three feet off, like two and a half, three feet off the ground. Uh, and then instead of having to carry Chad Gable, had to carry Otis. <laughs> and Otis, Yikes. Is a, Otis is a big boy, and she did it. She did it very impressively. Hit the basket at the end, beat her time, beat Bailey's time, and then got her ass kicked by Bailey. So, so we, she can squat what, like 305 pounds? Apparently. Something like that. Yeah. Well, she carried her. I, that was at least, I mean, it was Good. from one, one end of the ring to the other. And that that was impressive. I you know, as stupid as this contest was, it was, it was impressive. Uh Gee Lord. King, that was an impressive feat. That is a very impressive feat. Uh King Corbin defeating Dominic Mysterio. And I said this while watching uh SmackDown. I said there was rumor that uh and I could see it and I would love to see it. Uh having Rey Mysterio turn on Dominic. Oh. Ah. That'd be uh that'd be a hell of a WrestleMania. And those two involved. And if he honestly, if he wasn't on SmackDown, it would have been so good if Dominic turned on Ray. If he wasn't on SmackDown, yeah, because he's kind of one of almost one of the top baby faces in the company right now, right? Dominic, and just being a heel on SmackDown, you're you're gonna get mid carded immediately. There's one heel on that show, and that's it. Right. This is true. That uh, is it. I would actually like to see that. Um, and then there was supposed to be a. They were they were teasing the, throughout the entire night that uh, at the beginning of the, beginning of the night Roman Reigns basically left the arena 
and it was pissed off at Paul Heyman and said, basically, you, you fight Adam Pierce. So they were supposed to have a fight. It was supposed to be Adam Pierce versus Paul Heyman. And last week, Pierce had a, a little gimp in his step. This week, Heyman goes up the stairs for his match. He trips, tries to go up the stairs again. He trips again. And he said, I can't wrestle, but he can. And then Reigns' music hits. Reigns comes down, about to fight Pierce. Uh, Pierce gets a couple shots in, and then Reigns whips his ass to the to the uh, outside, into the uh, not outside, but in the Thunderdome screen area. And then out of nowhere, Kevin Owens comes, and Kevin Owens beats the ever loving shit out of Roman Reigns to the point where he slams him into the announce table, uh, stuns him, put uh, uh, throws him into the announce table, and that's how SmackDown ended. Is that? Uh, uh, Reigns was laying uh, on his back on a collapsed table. And uh, we were having the third match coming up at Royal Rumble with Owens and uh, and Reigns. And that's how we ended the week. Yeah, it would have... It, it could have made more sense if you have Roman lose the title at TLC. No. When was their first one? After Rumble? Two matches, right? The first one was TLC. Oh, that. Oh, yes. The yes. second one was the Steel Cage match. Hell in a Cell, right? No. Yeah. Yes. So you have you have Roman lose at TLC. Mm. You have him win it back the way he did on SmackDown. Right. In the Steel Cage. And then you have the rubber match, which would have made sense. But because you have yeah. a rubber match where Roman won the first two, how does this make any sense? It, it, it doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? No, I, I get that, it. In, in that specific regard. I, I get. Listen, I, I completely get it. I, I would, I would th- think or have thought that, like what we saw with Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton, um, that at least there was a payoff. At least, you know, with all the times that McIntyre beat Orton, mm-hmm. he, he finally won. He finally actually won the belt. And... uh they didn't know McIntyre won it back, but at least there was some sort of payoff. There was a reason why for this whole feud to happen, and the reason why was that he actually won it. So I would have thought that Kevin Owens would maybe win this. Yeah. Um, well, it probably won't happen, but that'd be cool to see. <laughs> It'd be nice to see that we, we can uh, get him to to win, and then at some point, you know, between now and uh, and Mania, uh, Reigns wins it back. But at least there's some sort of break in the in the storyline here. So, you know, some sort of way to have the, the continuity in this in a great storyline. If this, that's, that's the way you want to do it, have him win the belt at Rumble, and you know, lose it, drop it, you know, drop it in the next pay per view. Um, but at least there's, there's some sort of reason to keep it going. That's uh, I would just love to see it because I think this this Kevin Owens Reigns uh, storyline is really good. I want to put this out in the universe. Oh please. What if Roman does lose the Universal Title? Next Sunday at the Royal Rumble. Okay. Right? Sure. It's not going to be the main event, obviously. It's always the Royal Rumble match. Right. What if you have Roman win the Royal Rumble? Go to WrestleMania. Okay. And face a champion of his choosing. Mm -hmm. However, he goes back on Friday night and challenges Kevin Owens to a fight for the Universal title. Wins the Universal title. Right. Challenges Drew McIntyre for the uni- for the WWE Championship, and you have two. You have a double champion on both brands. Well, I mean, it's done, it's been done before, Becky Lynch. Yeah, 
um, you know, somebody will come up, they'll eventually get one of the titles off him, whichever one he doesn't want, blah, 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 blah. Right. But could be a thought. I, I'm not, could be a thought. I'm not mad at it. Do it. Let's go. Switch things up. Um, exactly. You know, try something. Try something. Let's not have the same same old, same old. and uh, Or have a, a main event with some guy who's in his uh, mid-50s. How old is Goldberg? 53. Oh, wow. I'm going to confirm that. But I think that's what it is, Gee. 53. 53 years young. G-O-L-D-B-E-R-G. One of the most famous Jewish wrestlers in the world. <laughs> uh, him, him and Barry Horowitz. Him, Barry, and MJF. Um, this is true. <laughs> uh, 54 years old. He's 54. December 27th, 1966. Just turned 54. 54 years young. And he is still going at it. Yeah. And he isn't. If Sting can do it, then Goldberg can do it. Just know know your limits. That's all I'm saying. Maybe uh, Taker's like what fifty six now. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Maybe so. maybe. Um, but you don't see Taker doing those same like crazy moves like he used to. Maybe you know, like like he was saying it on the podcast with uh, Joe Rogan. Like he had the the uh, Hell's Gate, like like the you know the modified. Uh, Whatever the name of it was, it was like some crazy Japanese. It's like Kukui or something like something, that. Something weird. <laughs> something very weird. Yeah, but you hear Joe go, "Oh, oh yeah, oh that really? Okay. Oh, like he knew, right. he, he knew it right away. He knew it right away." Joe, Joe is like an encyclopedia. He's like the the Moro, <laughs> Moro Ronaldo of uh, of wrestling moves, Excalibur of wrestling moves, uh, MMA moves. Um, modify your finishing move to something that's a little more suitable for you at this age. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Instead of having a, to lift up somebody like Big Show and put him in a jackhammer like he used to do back in the day. Let's do a, let's do like a like an arm bar. <laughs> let's yeah. do something like a, 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 a Kimura clutch. Kamura clutch. There you go. Take take uh take uh what's his name? Uh, take Dex- Samoa Joe's finisher. Take Dexter Loomis's finisher. Take Samoa Joe's finisher and just make. There you go. There's another one. Yeah, yeah. Something see? you can do on Andre the Giant. Something yes. you can do on Rey Mysterio. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta adapt. You gotta adapt, adapt, overcome, and conquer. And, and conquer, con- adapt, overcome, something like something that. Something like that. <laughs> and also do cardio because we would like to see more than a two-minute match. With that being said, yes, please, please. <laughs> I just want to see a match that actually lasts longer than I have to pee. Um, anything else before before we end this uh, charade? Charade. I believe that that is it, my friend. I am then going to say adios, guys. Thank you so much again. For listening, enjoy your Raw, your SmackDown, all this, uh, all the good stuff that's happening this week. I'm sure there'll be more crazy, crazy things that Val Venus will say, and when the when he does, or when the uh, the announcement for Queen of the Ring happens, we will break in. I, I know we we'll get you a boner. We, I was talking about that with Rob and Stephanie this week. I was like, if they ever announced that they were they were going to do a Queen of the Ring. They were like, you should just break in and just make it do a recording. <laughs> I was like, I can't. There's no way in hell if I ever did that without Joe, he would shoot me dead. <laughs> it was just be the, be the end of the show. <laughs> like his life's work. I, and this is what I said. His life's work is to see Queen of the Ring and the four horsewomen go against each other. Four, the the oh four on four God. horsewomen go against each other. And then he could die happy, a happy man. Like that was, Oh, man. That would be it. That would be it. But, be like Seth Rogen, Pineapple Express. If those two things don't happen within the next five years, <laughs> I got no faith left. No faith in humanity. That's it. <laughs> that is it. It's done. Uh, so yeah. So maybe that, that'll happen this week. <laughs> who, who knows? But uh, 
this is it. As far as uh, last week in January, we got uh, Royal Rumble coming up this Sunday. This it's our uh, our a week from today. Go home shows. True? Go home shows. I just just thought about that. Monday SmackDown, uh, Monday Raw, SmackDown Friday, and uh, yeah, and uh, maybe hopefully hopefully we'll see some uh, some NXT guys up in that uh, in that Rumble uh, and, and women. Watch out for Rhea Ripley and Damian Priest. Those are going to be my two uh, entrants from the, NXT. The, the callovers. Yes, the uh, callovers. I completely agree. Or if you ask anybody else, it's a call up. <laughs> it's a call. But up. we will not stand for that. We are all about wrestling equality <laughs> around here. There you go. Thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate you. Uh, that is it, everybody. Thank you so much again for listening. Uh, please tell your friends and your neighbors, and and we appreciate from all around the world, uh, everybody that's listening to this. Uh, it's just it's amazing to see on the uh, on the stats. Uh, where everybody's listening from, and it's not just U.S. and that we had uh, Europe, uh, uh, Asia, South America. South America. So it, they're all over. So we, we appreciate you guys, and thank you. Please keep it up because uh, we love this as much as you do, and it shows. So we thank you guys. Uh, without any further ado, uh, we started the show with a mashup, and I'm going to end this with a mashup, and this is uh, brought to you by Mr. Joe Black. He... Uh, Reminded me of this one, this particular mashup, and I was like, "Oh, I totally, totally forgot about this one." We'll break the walls down. It's the big, show. big show in Jericho. We're <laughs> <laughs> 2009. God damn. Yeah, man. Uh, love it. Absolutely love it. Should bring this back. Wild. This is insane. And just have Jericho come back and do a crossover just for this. <laughs> have a yeah. crossover. Big Show unretires just to bring this song back. Or just bring back Paul White and over in AEW. Come on. Thanks, dude. Let's just do it. Make it happen. <laughs> Make it happen. My name is Chris Mindell, Mr. Joe Black, the Reaper. Adios, ski. Sons of Slam podcast.